Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 171 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and today is a conversation with Debbie Cowden. She is the author of a phenomenal book. It's called The Prayer Book for Tired Parents. Practical Ways to Grow in Love of God and Get Your Family to Heaven. And I can tell you from experience, this is something that is so desperately needed. Um, So Debbie has been involved as a digital media specialist for EWTN um, and also has uh, co-hosted EWTN's Religious Catalog and, you know, different things like that. Um, But she really felt compelled to put this together. Um, And so we had a wonderful conversation about how is it that we can be a stronger parent? How can we be a better Catholic in the midst of parenting? And then what I really love, because this is what I'm all about, is real practical resources that you can implement and start right now so that you can help building your family into the domestic church that we're supposed to be. So I know that Uh, You're really going to appreciate uh, all of what Debbie has to say as she's sharing her own journey, um, how this came about, and then also as we talk about practical ways that we can continue to grow in holiness, especially as parents, as we're living out our vocation as husbands and wives and as parents uh, to those children that God has entrusted us to. So buckle up, enjoy, and see you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today I have the opportunity to be able to have a one-on-one conversation with the author of The Prayer Book for Tired Parents, and the the, uh, the subtitle is Practical Ways to Grow in Love of God and Get Your Family to Heaven, and I saw this, and I was just like, oh my goodness, I need to see whether or not I cannot you know, have the authors, because it is a husband and wife team, but we're joined today by the wife uh, of that team. So welcome, Debbie, uh, you know, to the show. I'm so glad that you were able to come on. Thank you, Christina. And, and thank you for accepting just me. Dave is downstairs <laughs> taking care of the kids right now. And, and they're the reason he's the reason they're happy and not screaming their heads off right now. <laughs> this is the time of day where <laughs> saints are made, as we say in our home. Yes, yes, they are. Um, you know, it's divide and conquer. And, and I get the tag team concept. And so it's absolutely beautiful uh, that the two of you have been able on your own journey as a couple, been able to discern that in the midst of then, of course, being open to life and, and having your children and continuing along that way. Um, I just wanted uh, people to kind of get to know you guys, but would you share a little bit about your own journey, you know, um, and how it is that you came to be where you are and what you're doing right now? 
Yes, ma'am. Well, I grew up Catholic and my husband is a convert of 10 years. He was in the process of converting when we met in college in Ohio. And um, I've been working at the network for about 10 years now. I got hired at EWTN right out of college to start working as a TV producer for their live shows and series. And then uh, when we got married and babies started to come along, we realized that you can't really direct and produce overnight live shows like the the papal events and and events from the Vatican when you have a baby, even if you Mm -hmm. are conveniently awake at that hour. So um, I was able to switch into the communications department and that gave me an opportunity to use my skills as a producer and my love of my Catholic faith to continue reaching the masses by way of social media. Um, I've also been a co-host for EWTN Religious Catalog for about seven years. And now I host the Catholic Sphere, which is um, a show where we bring on a panel, a set of panelists to talk about important topics for Catholics today. Dave works in healthcare. He is a member of the Knights of Columbus and he's a fourth degree. And together we have three kids, ages two, four, and six. And we are just having a blast. Life is good and God's good. Well, I I can tell you from having written, you know, a book myself, um, you know, I know the time and intensity that it takes in order to do something. And so, you know, could, could you share a little bit about why it was that you guys went ahead and wrote this book, which I absolutely love. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shout out, you know, the, the prayer book for tired parents, my goodness, you know, we're all out there. Um, and uh, so, but what, what compelled, you know, and prompted you all to say, we need to write a book. It was really the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And we had had the conversation one day and I remember saying there's, there's nothing I really have the chops to talk about, except maybe being a tired parent. And as soon as, as soon as that left my lips, it was like a light bulb went off. And that's why I can say it's only, it was only the Holy Spirit who could have come up with that idea. And then I immediately dismissed it. And Dave did too, because we agreed that we are tired parents and we have no business trying to write a book right now, but the idea kept coming back. And when we started fleshing out, okay, if we were hypothetically to write a book, what would it look like? It was as though the words just poured onto the pages. And so then our prayer became Jesus, if you want this to happen, you're going to have to blow open all the doors because we are not going to fight for this. We have too many other things going on as tired parents. And he just paved the way for it to happen. And I really feel that's because there are so many parents out there who are struggling. They're exhausted. They're discouraged. They're doing it alone. They don't have the village that we had generations ago. And their faith is suffering because of it. And I I know that souls are suffering too, because we don't have what we used to have. And We don't have that knowledge of the faith and that devotion the way that we should. So this book is really a fruit of our own desire to to come up with a practical guide to holiness for ourselves, but then also for our friends that we knew were struggling as well. And it's blown up. I can't believe how many people have come to us saying, you know, I was crying by page five, or, you know, if you want to read a book that's just going to make you weep, this is it. And what Mm -hmm. they mean by that is, by acknowledging that we're tired parents, we're really cutting, cutting through all of the, the facades that we put up. Like we like to pretend that we have it all together. We like to pretend that we know what we're doing. We put up our highlight reels on social media, but it is hard. It's, I got goosebumps as soon as I said that it's hard. And 
once you admit that it's hard and that you you can't do it on your own and there are some days where you just feel defeated then that's when you give god room to work and you open yourself up to receiving the graces that are going to help you be holy and help you help your kids be holy too. So we want parents to be discouraged by it. We want them to embrace the title of tired because good things can come from it. Well, uh, Jesus himself, you know, uh, was telling us, come to me, all who are heavy laden, um, and I will grant you rest. And I think so often we forget that because our world tells us we have to be self-reliant. We have to, you know, do it all on our own. And um, it really struck me that it seems like the Holy Spirit has really laid upon your heart that that compassion, that desire to help those, not just those like yourselves, but those who are suffering, those who are struggling. And because you've been given this grace to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You want to share what you've been given. And that that's just absolutely beautiful. So thank you for that, for that. <laughs> thank you. And really, there's no there's no judgment. No matter where you are in your faith journey, if you are, if you are a fallen away Catholic, if you are a revert to the faith, if you're a convert, if you think that you're doing everything okay, but you just want to do better, this book is set up to be scalable so that you can take where you are and you can make progress in your spiritual life. I don't want to say it's a one size fits all, but it's a <laughs> one, one size is going to get you where you need to go. Well, it is pretty close in the sense of what I absolutely loved about it is the fact of how it's structured and where you speak exactly like you were talking about of having that foundation and then building upon that and how important it is uh, to be able to, uh, as a family, be able to make that journey um, you know, so that as parents, your structure of life within the family to create that domestic church actually has some rhyme and reason, has some purpose. And I, I love that you begin with encouragement, with motivation first, before you get into the how-tos. Um, would, would you share a little bit into why you kind of started there first? Yeah, well, it's it's very deeply rooted in our Mother Angelica, EWTN founders, Mother Angelica's ordinary call to holiness. She says, we are all called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. And she would remind viewers over and over again that we are called to holiness and that God has put us where we are in our state in life so that we could be holy. So many of us won't be martyrs. Many of us will not be doctors of the church. Of course, at least half the population will not be priests or bishops or even the Pope, but we all have a call to holiness and we don't have to look far to see that play out. It happens in our daily life and in our faithfulness to the everyday task. So once you remind parents, parents of that call to ordinary holiness, and you remind them that God has given them their vocation for them, for their holiness as, as a means of sanctification for them, then that sets them up to be able to be more open to the idea of, you know, a 350 page book, because the average parent out there might be thinking, thanks, but I already have enough other things going on. Like I am trying to feed the children, educate the children, keep up with the mountains of laundry. I've got to take them from point A to point B and I'm working a full-time job. My husband's working a full-time job. Why would I want to take on one more thing? That sounds like it's going to be really challenging, but this is what you were made for. 
this is the one thing that matters at the end of the day. And Mother Angelica would say, whereas most men work for degrees or work for letters after their name, like MD, PhD, Dave is a, a PT or DPT, we're working for letters at the beginning of our name. And that is ST for saint. And then once Amen. they get that idea, they're really encouraged and they're like, all right, let's go. This is what I'm made for. No, absolutely. Uh, and what, what I want to point out is that, yes, it's like a 362 page book. But the fact is, is that it's each section is just a few pages. So it's something of where if as a family you determine, you know, for example, that, oh, oh I, I think we need to consider whether or not we are asking, you know, our, our talk about a family litany of saints, and that's four pages. So it's something of where it's bite-sized chunks that people are able to see what they need and, you know, and then also um, give them a path for where it is that they potentially can go. Um, so you included a bunch of different resources. I wanted to let you kind of give a breakout of why you included what you did and kind of if someone was just starting. Um, and so it's just like they might be doing night prayers, they might not be doing anything right now with, 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 as a family. Um, where should they start? Well, the first thing that we recommend doing is enthroning the sacred heart of Jesus as king of your home. And the reason that's the first step is twofold. One, because of the spiritual benefits of, of establishing Jesus as king of your household and all of the promises that Jesus promises that he will, he will bring peace to your home. Lukewarm souls will become fervent. Fervent souls will soar to new heights. He'll give you all the graces necessary in your state in life with the 12 promises of the sacred heart. You can't beat that as a parent. Um, mm -hmm. and the, the grace needed at the hour of your death. So the spiritual benefits are there and you, you set the stage for being able to uh, receive the graces, but also that outward sign is very important. When you're gathering as a family, doing the, the sacred heart enthronement, and we have, the, we have the information where you can, you can get the materials for the sacred heart enthronement from Welcome His Heart, uh, the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network, then you're making a commitment to each other that you're gonna recognize that Jesus Christ is king of the home and that you're putting him in a place of prominence so that any guest who comes into your home also knows that Jesus reigns as king of your home and his mother is the queen mother of your home. And from there, we start getting into um, doing a house blessing. So making sure that you're using that sacramental of holy water to bless your home and offer that protection for you. And then um, a consecration to the to Jesus through the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, entrusting your family to the Holy Family. And then from there, we start to get into these everyday practices that you can slowly start to take up. We don't want parents to try to take on everything at once. We want you to be able to build up the habits. And I just want to let you know, there is nothing in the prayer book for tired parents that as part of a whole would be unattainable for a tired parent. So there are, of course, so many devotions that we could have added. We could have put the liturgy of the hours in there. We could have, you know, we could have gone more into 
everybody doing Lexio Divina as a family. We could have, you know, we have 2000 years of church history. There's a lot there, but we wanted it to be a starting point for tired parents. So they can say, we can pray the rosary together as a family. We can commit to maybe one extra time going to daily mass as a family. We can go to adoration as a family. We can dedicate time for individual prayer and family prayer. We can surround our home with, with holy reminders that are going to remind us of our goal, which is heaven, and remind us of our patron saints, our, our friends in heaven who are praying for us. These are all things that families can do together. And what we'll notice is as we start to take on these, these new devotions and as we start to practice our faith more in everyday life, we see it less as an obligation or just a checklist. You know, are we praying the daily rosary? Do we pray the morning offering? But it's a joyful duty. And then we find ourselves invigorated and, and eager to take on more and do more, not just because we have to or because we should, but because we want to. And that's why, that's why in the subtitle of the book, we say practical ways to grow in love of God, because we know it's a conscious effort in the same way, building human relationships is a conscious effort. There's a lot in there. I'm so excited. I get so excited every time I talk about the book, because we see that it's helping so many families already. And, and it, it runs a gamut from, from a single mom who is coming back to the faith after being away for a long, long time to other families who go to our parish and we see them every Sunday. And we had always viewed them as, as very devout, but they had their own struggles that they were dealing with too. And this book has been a source of encouragement. So that's why I get excited. Mm. No, and, and, and really so. Um, as I was uh, looking through it myself, that's my reminder to pray. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. One, one of the, the biggest things that, no, it, it, it is. It, it's something of where by how you went and it's tasks that are very common that we do. So like going and getting groceries or doing homework or, you know, those kind of things that so often people forget to bring God into those, you know, common tasks. And we miss those opportunities to be able to be walking with them and have him walk with us. So with David and kind of go, okay, what are the ones we put in? or particular saints uh, that you're like definitely like Isadora the farmer and groceries I mean where those connections come for you guys just uh, fruit, fruits of our own prayers and uh, I, I love that you mentioned the prayer and thanksgiving for groceries because uh, it's one of those things where we take it for granted absolutely the the idea that we have food in our pantries and that there are so many people who go without but then also there are so many people who are required in order to bring our food from farm to table. And so with these saint reflections, we wanted to bring in the different elements of parenthood. We have um, you know, a, a prayer that you can pray in Thanksgiving for your coffee. And that includes a reflection from Fulton J. Sheen, um, because he said that the average American is, is basically useless without coffee. So just let them have coffee before their devotions. And we have a prayer to go along with that. Um, we have a reflection on St. Therese 
and the prayer of a parent during their child's tantrum. We have a, a prayer for the healing of family rifts. We have a prayer for courage for children. Most of the prayers in the book are for parents, but we do have one that is specifically for children. A reflection on blessed Carlo Acutis and a prayer for good use of the internet. We also have a prayer to St. Lawrence when everything is going up in flames. Because St. Lawrence, when he was being grilled alive, <laughs> still had, oh, look at I have goosebumps again. Uh, he was still, he still had that Christian joy that could not be taken away. And it's reported that his last words were, turn me over, I'm done on this side. And sometimes that's the only prayer that you can muster in the moment as a parent, like God flip me over, I'm done on this side. <laughs> and so we, we wanted to have a little bit of humor in there as well, but then also being able to hit those, those difficult moments too. So we have a, a prayer uh, for a family who's struggling with mental illness. Um, we have a prayer for our deceased loved ones who have passed away. We have a prayer for couples who are suffering from infertility because that's something that has affected a lot of people within our small friend circle that uh, this is something that so many couples suffer with silently. And so we wanted to offer a resource uh, the, the, the prayer book for tired parents on the whole, which would be something that parents could work through little by little and, and revisit every day, but then also in a moment of urgency or in a moment where you have a specific need that you can flip open the book and find over 30 prayers that could apply to your specific situation. So it really is a book that you can utilize all the time. And what we also hope is that when you're, when you're learning these passing prayers, we, we call the spontaneous prayer passing prayer. As you're learning these, then you can start to come up with your own passing prayers and, and your own spontaneous prayers in the moment. Even if it's something simple like, Mama Mary, help me be patient today, or St. Dymphna, I'm really struggling with my thoughts right now. Please be with me. Um, or St. Philomena, help my daughter be brave in this moment. And it just, it, it opens the doors. And we hope that the prayer book for tired parents just sets the stage for parents to, to make their faith their own and to recognize how it can be incorporated into every part of your life because it's who you are as a person. You are a Christian, you're a child of God. But it's something that so many of us have lost sight of because of all the distractions in the world or perhaps poor catechesis growing up, but it's there and our Catholic faith is good. And um, we just wanna make it available to more parents. Uh, well, I'm so glad that you have, and I, and I can see why the description, um, you know, in the book is that this can be used as a springboard for sanctity, um, you know, uh, to, to be pursuing that journey towards holiness. Um, and so it, it's one of those things that um, I really hope that uh, people will look for the book um, and will go and to get that prayer book for tired parents and begin to incorporate it um, into their own lives. Wanted to kind of change the gears a little bit and just ask a question about what did you find to be most challenging in the writing of this book and preparing it, you know, for others? I think the hardest part was just getting the time to sit down and write it. So toward the beginning of the, the writing process, when we were working on getting the contract signed with EWTN Publishing, there was a particular moment where um, a, a priest friend of ours, a diocesan priest friend was going through a really difficult situation. And he, to make a long story short, ended up going on sabbatical for a year because of the issues that he was dealing with. It was nothing scandalous. It, it was just a really hard situation. And I remember telling another priest friend of ours that 
I would take on whatever suffering I needed to take on so that I could offer up my prayers for our priest friend, because he's been a beloved friend of ours for many, many, many years. And I said, I would do whatever it took to pray for him and to help him in this way. The next day, our neighbor's house caught on fire and almost took ours with it. And so our family of five, three kids ages five and under were displaced from our home due to chemical contamination in our home and some property damage for six weeks. So we were living, we were living in a hotel for six weeks while we're trying to write this book, while Dave and I are both trying to work full-time jobs, while we are trying to educate one of our children. And so we really got to experience what it was like to be a tired parent at a new level. And, you know, living in a hotel or being in a hotel is fun for the first couple nights, but as the weeks drag on and you pair that with the uncertainty of you know, when, when are we going to be able to go back home and is the insurance stuff going to work out and where's our next meal coming from? Um, how am I going to get all of my work done? There were times where I would just drive around to different parks or different places where I could get Wi-Fi just so that my kids could get out of the house or get out of the hotel. And it was a really taxing time for us, but that was when we got the most of the writing done. And so I hope that as parents are reading the prayer book for tired parents, that they'll see that it was really coming from the heart of a couple of very, very, very tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, stressed out, depleted, lonely, burdened parents. Uh, well, it definitely reads <laughs> that it. way. And uh, so um it, I, I hear echoes in there of how this work has helped you on your own journey towards sanctity, but can you think specifically of what were the fruits from, from that process for you guys? Yeah, one of the big things that we've realized from our own struggles and then turning that into a book that is going to help other people is that it really parenting and, and being a Catholic parent in particular is really a joyful duty. And that for all of the sufferings that we endure, we have so many joys. And when you shift your perspective and you go from thinking or being reactive and that, that everything is happening to me and I'm in control of nothing and I'm overwhelmed and exhausted and alone, that can really drain on you a lot faster. But then when you recognize that every moment of your day, God is in control and every moment of your day, he's taking care of you. And every moment of every day, he is giving you the opportunity to get a little bit holier. Then that gives you the, the perseverance and the fortitude as a parent to be able to say, okay, when I see this pile of laundry, I'm not going to look at it with resentment. I'm going to look at it in Thanksgiving for my, my washing machine or thankful that I have three little babies who produce such a mountain of clothing or when I'm washing the dishes instead of being frustrated that there are so many dishes to clean and my kids aren't quite ready to help with that yet. I have food to feed my family and praise God that Dave and I both have jobs so that we can have money to feed our family even as prices continue going up and that even in the hardest moments that God is giving us the chance to grow together as a couple and grow together as a family to explore past hurts and be able to work through them and heal together. And when you have that mindset about parenting, you realize that, that it's good. 
And that even those, those trickiest moments, God is blessing you. You just have to open your eyes in order to receive the blessings. And I know that it sounds, it, it can sound, um, just a little flippant sometimes like, Oh, offer it up, but you can enter into that suffering and you can unite it with Jesus' suffering on the cross. And you can say, God, I know that I can't handle this on my own, but I know that you can. And you can say, God, I offer up this suffering for a particular intention, for a soul that's in danger of death, for the soul of your loved one who has passed away. And we talk about this in the book, that this completely changes your perspective. And you get to see that the joys always outnumber the sufferings, no matter how bad the sufferings are. And we've seen them that the joy will always triumph in the end. Uh, beautiful. Um, so into the midst of that, has there been any particular habit or practice that has been key for you to be able to live out with this and live out this perspective? Yeah, the, the idea that every moment can be a prayer has not only transformed Dave and me, but we're also seeing the way that it has changed our kids too. So my six-year-old is, um, she's, she's a spitfire. She's a wonderful little girl. And you can see that God is working in big ways through her, but I will, I will catch her. She doesn't know that I'm listening to her. doesn't know that I see her, but I will, I will catch her just talking to Jesus and saying, Jesus, help me love you most. And so we talk about the passing prayer in that book and, and just having everyday conversation with Jesus. But then also she just received a crucifix from, from our pastor for her first communion class. And she didn't want to put it up on the wall in her room because she wanted it to be close so that she could kiss Jesus. And so she wakes up first thing in the morning, she kisses Jesus. And then when she goes up into her room, she goes and she kisses Jesus. And that is so cool for me as a parent to see that, that she's receiving little graces in that moment and, and that I'm helping the faith come alive for her and praise God for our priest for giving her the crucifix. But then also, you know, we are by having our home filled with holy reminders, our children are able to benefit from those as well. So we have holy water fonts in each of the kids' bedrooms and they're down low enough where the kids can all reach and bless themselves. And they do it all the time. And you know, when we leave the house, they're getting ready to bless themselves. And our four-year-old son will look at look up at one of the pictures of St. Anthony in our house and he'll say, St. Anthony, I love you Saint, so much. St. Anthony, you're my favorite saint. And even sometimes St. Anthony, please help me find whatever lost toy. So our kids are learning about that. And just the idea that children are having constant conversation with God, um, it's, it's really cool for me to see as a parent. Yeah. Um, and it's also beautiful encouragement that God is providing for you into the midst of that, that you are fulfilling your vocation as not just wife, but also as mom, because that is our primary vocation is to help our spouse, to help our children become saints. Um, and so often we do forget that we're all concerned about the emotional, intellectual, physical, you know, development of our children, but there's nothing more important than their spiritual development. And that's why I was so excited when I had the opportunity to be able to have you onto the show. Um, so kind of, I can't believe our time is already up, um, but I wanted to ask um, any final words um, of encouragement or, you know, that you want to share with those who are listening to us today. Yeah. If, if you're a parent listening right now, I just want you to know that 
you don't have to feel bad about where you are right now. If you're struggling, if you feel like your prayer life is not what it should be, if you're struggling with certain sins, if you just don't feel like you're doing things the right way, that there's always a chance to begin again. And you can begin again today and you can take those little steps forward in faith. God desires our hearts. He wants to love us and he desires our holiness. And the, I think one of the most powerful prayers that we can pray is Jesus, help me or Jesus. I trust in you. You pay God a great compliment by telling him that you trust him. So I would say that as a piece of advice for parents. And then whether or not you are a parent, um, if you're listening right now, I would love for you to get the prayer book for tired parents for a parent in your life. Um, there, some of us may be hesitant to admit that we need a little bit of help, but if you could get this for a parent, perhaps uh, a new parent at a baby shower or a baptism, or even just gift it to a young family that you see at mass, it will make a huge difference in their lives. And we're going to, we're going to keep building up the church one family at a time, but it takes a village. It takes a church to build up the church. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so trying to do my part, even though I don't have little ones in the house anymore, we got the big ones who now are having little ones. And so this definitely will be on the list uh, to be able to, uh, to share with them as well. Um, but thank you again, Debbie, for, for coming on the show. And um, for those who want to get a hold of your book, I'm presuming it's out there at Amazon, but you did make mention of the fact that you do work for the WTN Religious Catalog. So where might people be able to get a hold of your book? I would love for you to get the prayer book for tired parents from EWTN's Religious Catalog. That's EWTNRC. Com. You also can get it from our friends at Sophia Institute Press. That's sophiainstitute.com. And um, if you want to read more from the Cowdens or just get quick links to those places to get the book, you can go to tiredcatholicparents.com. And we've got the links there for you. Uh, that's awesome. So I'll make sure to put that stuff in the show note. And so everyone is able to find those. And again, thank you so much for, for being on. And uh, it's been such a joy and a pleasure to be able to hear about how the Holy Spirit is working um, through, you know, the ordinary ones of us out there who are living out their, their vocations to, to the full, striving to be the saints as you live your vocation as wives and moms, doing that personal mission that only you can do because you and David were the only ones who could write this book. And, that, and that's what's uh, truly amazing. And uh, I rejoice in it because it really is building up the body of Christ. So thank you again. Thank so you. for everybody out there who is listening, thank you for your time and know of my continued prayers for each and every one of you, especially that you may continue to do whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless everybody. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, one of the first has got to be really trying to uh, implement and live out the understanding that every moment can be a prayer. And we get better at that as we practice it. So today, a resolution, practice striving to make every moment a prayer. And that can be as simple as just calling upon the holy names of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, and saying, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, help me be attentive to how it is that I should be a parent of how I should be present to my spouse today. Another resolution, go and check out the book. 
go and get the book, a prayer book for tired parents, practical ways to grow in love of God and get your family to heaven. You can find it at EWTNRC.com as well as SophiaInstitute.com as well as everywhere else that books are sold, including Amazon, Barnes and Noble, etc. So make sure to go and do that. The final one is you would be remiss if you didn't go and check out all the resources, and we talked about some of them, like the Enthronement in the Sacred Heart, as well as House Blessings and different things like that, that are that can be found at tiredcatholicparents.com. I love it. Tiredcatholicparents.com. How many of us can identify? But go and choose one of those, choose all of those resolutions, and begin to help yourself grow in love of God and also helping your family become the saints that they were created to be. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at Christina Simmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.